my basic question is, okay, so if we realize that there's now 200 billion galaxies now, is the Big Bang Theory accurate? And is Jesus or, or God still in charge of the galaxies? Or is he just in, in charge of Earth? Too, too, too hypothetical. <laughs> you are super deep. This is like the deepest. Of, uh, wow. Now let's listen to a sample from the 12 Galaxies recording. It's Charlie Hunter and Bobby Privet. It is Blues and C. Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. I am your host, Tom Galker. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. In fact, via Zoom, I have the opportunity to chat with drummer Bobby Privet. Bobby Privet has been in the business since 1979, working solo and collaboratively with Elliot Sharp, John Zorn, and longtime partner in crime guitarist Charlie Hunter. And Something Came From Baltimore World, we feature the works of Charlie Hunter, episode number 215, where Charlie was a part of the trio of the Sam Freibush organ trio, volume number one, Riverboat, and volume number two, The Root. And you can check that out. Charlie Hunter has been featured on D'Angelo's Voodoo, John Mayer's Continuum, and Frank Ocean's Channel Orange, just to name a few. Bobby Privet and Charlie Hunter are back together again. This time they are layering the framework for a fun play along. And and we're going to get to that later in the show. The album is called 12 Galaxies, which is 12 basic drum and guitar and different keys that you can build up and make them your own. Who wouldn't want to jam with Bobby Privet and Charlie Hunter? Uh, let's listen to Blues and G for you, just to get a sample of what we're talking about. <laughs> Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, you were born in Niagara Falls, and you were on the boring side. You weren't on the Canadian side, but it was a couple years ago. What was that like to live there? That seems like a really cool place to be born and raised. (laughs) That is such a loaded question. I can't (laughs) tell you. It's, uh, yeah, I mean... Now we could. This is the subject of a three-hour podcast, but okay. um, just this alone. But you know, uh, long story short, Niagara Falls is one of the most bizarre places to grow up on Earth. I think one of the things that probably shaped my musical life and my just my hearing is, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I remember very clearly that you could hear the falls from every place in Niagara Falls. Like I didn't even know what it was when I was young. It was just a sound. And I literally thought it was the sound that came when the night came because, you know, in the day there's cars. and But when the night came, you could hear this low, distant kind of uh, And I just remember it was just this feeling of this incredible power, kind of a, a chill power, you know. Finally, we one day we went out of town on a trip when I was a kid and then the sound wasn't there and I freaked out. I was like, well, where, where's the sound? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, it was like, what sound? <laughs> so uh, they said, that's the falls, Bobby. So um, anyway, it was, I think it was something always having that beautiful, low, rumbly, powerful sound there. And, you know, then when you went down the falls, of course, it was really, you know, the Niagara Falls was the loudest sound in the world in the 1800s. It was pretty much the loudest sound. It was before airplanes, before amplifiers, and it was just terribly, it was incredibly loud, and people would go there just to bask in the, you know, in the, it's like a early metal, you know. <laughs> so it was a trip to, you know, it was a trip to grow up there for a lot of reasons. That's That was the least of the reasons, but we won't go into it. So where are you living? You're obviously not in the city. No, I'm upstate New York. I'm near Hudson, uh, out in the country. It's beautiful. I'm talking to you from, from my studio, and I'm looking out over trees, which is really nice. I'm really lucky to, to be here. You know, I lived in New York for 30 years. I still have an apartment there, but uh, it's great to be here, and it's super quiet, and I can you know, think and, and write and you know do all the things that I like to do. You were a product of the 1980s downtown New York scene. The ultimate story of that time period really hasn't been written. I think it's been romanticized because, one, young people were there, young people were creative, people were partying all the time, and they could afford to live. All those things are kind of not accurate to what New York is right now. (laughs) Have you ever been asked to talk about that time period or... Have you even decided to journal up something that that could be in a book form of some sort? A lot of people who know me want me to write a book. (laughs) And (laughs) it's funny because yesterday I was saying, God, I really got to do that. It's on my list. But, you know, I'm too busy kind of making music. But because a lot of things have happened to me in my life, my touring life, a lot of crazy things have happened to me. And um, I like to tell stories. I'm a story, kind of a storyteller. So uh, when I tell a story to people at a party or whatever, and they, you know, everybody laughs at me, you got to write that down. It was great time. It was, uh, you know, I think it, it, it was a romanticized time because it really was great. Mm-hmm. There, there were a lot of places to play. And, you know, some of it, I'm sure, is that I was young and just, you know, I just come to New York and the world was before me, you know, that feeling. So everything was bright and shiny and all everything was was shimmering and vibrating. And It was also very scary, too. You know, it was it was a violent little town <laughs> and you had to navigate through that also. Well, it was much, much worse than it is now. Like people think New York is getting, you know, people are a little freaked out about the crime there, but it's kind of way less than it was then. Uh, not not to say that I never was, uh, you know, I used to walk around New York with kind of feeling like I was headed, you know, I had a, 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 a you know, impenetrable suit on, but that was my problem. I probably shouldn't have been doing that. But I was walking around New York many times, three o'clock in the morning when I was young, you know, finding myself way out somewhere on the subway. And I had some weird moments, but nothing, thankfully, never really happened to me but that was part of it i think the the danger was part of it it was just a a a really vibrant time and it was also i think it's important to remember it was a time of experimentation because you could experiment because um gigs they're plentiful and because rents were cheap and because the and the the club owners would allow you to experiment so you could you could go in i could just 
go to some place and do something wild that didn't work maybe okay so next time i'll do something else but now i i have a feeling i feel bad for the younger people i think it's much more difficult to do that you have to like present to the, all these programs have to be completely presented you know in the final form and you know nobody's going to take a chance and well even if you get a gig which is difficult now in new york uh because you know, rents are through the roof and yeah. who can afford who can afford to bring in you know some kid who's going to do something weird <laughs> that <laughs> might work or might not uh so yeah it's a shame but uh, it is it is true that it, it, that time fostered a lot of uh, exhalation. You know, there's I, I feel like there's always times of inhalation and exhalation, and that was like a real big breath out. I hope you're enjoying the interview today with Bobby Privet. The album is called Twelve Galaxies. It's a play along record with Charlie Hunter, and we're going to get back into the interview in just a minute. Remember, Something Came From Baltimore needs your support. Remember to subscribe and play the episode. Play all the episodes and give us that credit. More talk and more music is what you get when you listen to Something Came From Baltimore, the show. And that's found on thebox.com. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Download the box.com app on your phone and you have it everywhere. Patreon is out and Venmos and Cash App is in. Check the show notes for all that. Now, let's get back into the interview with drummer Bobby Privet. Now, let's listen to another sample from 12 Galaxies from Charlie Hunter and Bobby Privet. It's the Blues and D. So the album is called 12 Galaxies. It's a duet album with Charlie Hunter. The release date was either June 30th or July 1st, as per notes. It's on the Side Hustle record label. And why is it called 12 Galaxies? So I brought this uh, <laughs> idea to Charlie. Kind of the way we work sometimes is I have these wacky ideas and then he goes, okay, <laughs> you know, which I love him for, you know. And so I had this idea. I said, you know, let's do a record well, the original idea, which I still might do, was I wanted to do a record with Charlie where we played, there were no solos, we played blues tunes in every key, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a 12-bar blues form in every key, but with different tempos, right? And my idea was that I would string these all together in a gigantic record, right, with spaces in between them, and then I would get soloists all over the world to solo either one chorus or 10, how many choruses they want. But, you know, I would go like, you know, I would get players from Istanbul and players from Austria and yeah. somebody from South America and all the jazz musicians I know and rock band, whoever could play. And then I would somehow, you know, put these all together in this gigantic symphonic mess. And that would be our pandemic project, right? So that's how it started. So finally, when I went down to Greensboro, I did my a project I called Blueprints down there. And um, I went down there and I said, you know, it's a perfect opportunity. Let's record this thing. So we recorded it. 
and you know it's 12 diff so 12 galaxies because it's 12 yeah. different blues um tunes that, but no one solos which charlie loves of course so he's just playing you know we're and we're just kind of grooving on these um blues uh, on these blues forms so we recorded it and it was it was so cool by itself that we thought you know we should just put this out also, just as a play-along record, like we could put this out as a record that people could play to almost as a learning tool, right? Or as a, or just for fun, or, but you could also just listen to it as music because it was kind of cool, right? It's kind of great. Mm -hmm. I think precisely because there was no attempt to make them into, you know, tunes with themes or, uh, you know, solos. There's nothing like that. So it's it's a very particular type of record. So that's why, you know, the idea, let's call it 12 Galaxies, you know, put it out and who knows. And and people are, our idea was to put it out on the, on the, on Instagram and TikTok or whatever, and people could play to it, set it back to us. And ultimately someday I may do this large. Well, you're just waiting for another pandemic. That's all. Yeah, exactly. And it's a wonderful thing. Get away from another pandemic. Yeah, it, it, it's on its way. Don't worry about it. I thought we were getting philosophical. I thought, oh, this this must be about the the Hubble and the James Webb telescope. Are you are you saying that because my new record is is about those things? Well, that's what we we're leading into. Oh. <laughs> we're running out. We're running out of time, and I was like, but. So I'm, my basic question is, okay, so if we realize that there's now 200 billion galaxies now, is the Big Bang Theory accurate? And is Jesus or, or God still in charge of the galaxies? Or is he just in, in charge of Earth? Too hypothetical. <laughs> you are super deep. This is like the deepest. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe my next record will answer that question. I'm right? coming back to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's a, it's a solo electronic record because I was so, um, I, I'm very inspired by the Webb telescope. You know, yeah, it's for amazing. once humans did something together for good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not over yet. The knowledge that we're going to get is crazy. You're only getting paid for the album sales. You're not getting paid for any kind of, copyright if people start to use this right oh no we we are we're cut in yeah yeah okay good all right so these are my overall impressions about this album because while we're doing this we're gonna we're gonna sample tracks so we're gonna cut in and out of the interview right but i see that you're doing all the work and that charlie's just sitting back on this album <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> always like that <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> the other part is that what is really sellable for this album is that it could be great incidental music for like film, you know, in a, in a, a bar scene in the background. Or in, yeah. In a, yeah. So it's, it fits really well as like uh, not distracting, but also adding to. So I see in a, a TV and a film like ability to, to put them right, like to kind of sum to that. Would you like to be our, uh, you know, our sync agent, Tom? Yeah, you know. I mean, it sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, great. Thank you very much for joining me today on Something Kick for Baltimore. Thanks, Thomas. It was a pleasure. All right. Per perfect. That's great. I Thank you very much for, for doing this on a Sunday morning. Okay, man. My pleasure. Let's finish up the interview with another sample of 12 Galaxies. It's Charlie Hunter and Bobby Privet. The song is called 
lose and be. Thank you for joining me today on Something Came From Baltimore. The album is called 12 Galaxies on the Side Hustle label with a release date of July the 1st. The show is over. Have a great day.